You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. But who would marry a sex worker? Are you going to keep doing this when you're a mom? What are your kids going to think? Society seems to think that being a sex worker and a mother and or a wife simply can't exist. This week, we have Jane joining us to tell the world how wrong that ideology is. Jane is a full-service sex worker, as well as a devoted mother and a loving wife. We chat with her about what a typical date looks like, how she finds and vets her clients, how she remains safe while working, how sex with clients differs from sex in her personal life, how she manages being a full-service sex worker and a wife, how she navigates being a mother and a sex worker, and how she maintains her mental health while being a working mom and a partner. As always, thanks for listening and happy hoeing, especially to all you hardworking mamas out there. Thank you so much for joining us, Jane. Thanks for having me. So just to start off, how long have you been in sex work for? Oh, I've been doing online stuff for probably 10 years um, and then actually doing physical sex work for four, yeah, four years. Okay. And then what all avenues do you currently or previously have worked in? So the main thing is physical sex work. Um, I'm not an online type of person and I find it's more work for me. Um, I'm very hands-on. I do the OnlyFans account. Um, that's about it. Yeah. The OnlyFans account and yeah, physical work. Awesome. And when you say physical work, are you referring to um, escorting, prostitution, or stripping, or what kind of physical work are you referring to? Escorting, for sure. Um, there's been a little dabble of like being hired for pole work at private parties and functions. Um, but yeah, mainly escorting, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And then escorting as in like full service sex work, correct? Most definitely, yeah. You got any kinks, fetishes? Let's do it. I'm down to try anything twice. (laughs) First time, time you don't know if you like it. Second time, you can get a good grasp on it. I like it. That's a good tagline. And we're just going to shout out, apologize to um, everyone listening that we might have some little dog yelps here and there. The puppy is still being trained, and we are doing our best to make her comatose before we we record, but... uh, She's a lively one today, so <laughs> so ignore that. Um, so how did you get started in the industry? Oh, well, I, <laughs> I was a dancer, actually, growing up, and I've always loved being a bit of a performer, um, always kind of like a class act, clown, and hanging out. I had a boyfriend, actually, at the time, and... He was pretty close with someone in the club, and I never actually performed at the club because I was underage. Uh, but I always had some certain clients that I would meet in the back there and stuff. And, yeah, it was just a wild time. So got into that. Um, and, yeah, I just like being center of attention. Makes you feel good. Um, and then, too, financially, I'm, I, I like to uh, work smart, not hard. Although it's hard work because, like, damn, you got to deal with some idiots out there. And it's just, it's all about progressing your own life. And it's really kind of made that happen for me and my family. That's awesome. So one of the questions that we get asked a lot um, 
during the podcast and in our personal lives too, as people ask, you know, is prostitution legal? What are the laws right now? And especially if you're not in the industry, a lot of people don't really understand them. And even people in the industry don't understand them. So um, do you mind letting the listeners know what your grasp is of, um, of the laws and, and how you understand them to be right now? It's, it is very hard to grasp what the, uh, what the laws are. I've been doing it for a while and I've, I've never come across any issue, um, you know, where I've had to deal with an unruly client, which is nice. So I guess I've never actually had, um, much thought into the legalities of it. You know, I know some girls have, um, business license itself. I just do my own thing and make sure I, I check all my bases and I'm not, I keep my head on my shoulders when I'm working. So where, where, I don't know, where is the line? No one knows where the freaking line is on this stuff. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, especially when you are independent doing it for yourself and doing it on your own too. You know, you don't, yeah, you don't really run across, I haven't run across too many issues. Um, yeah, the legal stance is, it's interesting. And then province to province too, right? Um, makes it different. Definitely. So do you work with an agency or do you work independently? I'm fully independent. So how do you, um, I guess, navigate that? Do you... Uh, how do you find clients and uh, where do you work out of, I guess, would be. So are you an in-call or an out-call worker? Um, I am mainly in-call. I will only do out-calls with regular clients. Um, I actually am based out of Alberta when I work. Um, I don't like to keep it near my house at all or even the community I live in. Um just because I do have a family and it's not their decision. Right. So I have to make sure that that's aware. Um, you know, good old fucking LL there, Leo's list got started on there and then it's really just word of mouth and, and friends now, you know, you make these relationships with these people and they put it out there and yeah, it's been a good system. (laughs) So when you say that you do in-call, that's referring to that the clients come to you and you say that you don't work from your home. So then are you working from a certain location, like a brothel or a hotel room that you rent out? Yeah, so I only do in-calls and I get an Airbnb, VRBO. I rent a little condo when I'm away from home working and I try to keep it to, you know, four days away when I'm working. Um, which seems to suffice the family, which is nice in my life. Um, yeah, so in calls, I always get like a nice condo because you're there or I'm there to make money. I'm not there to party and screw around. It's a business. Um, and so, yeah, get a nice condo somewhere I can cook my own food, hang out. I'm, it's my element. I know what's going on in that place. I always make sure that there's people um, aware of where I am, what I'm doing. Um, I never go in blind to a situation. And then if I do any out-call clients, they're clients that I've seen that have come, you know, I know where they are and stuff. And it's that, you know, working relationship, which is nice. Mm -hmm. 
Um, can you walk us through what a typical, like, in quotes, like shift or a, a typical call would look like? Man, it takes so much time sometimes to get one person through the freaking door. I mean, you can't blame the guys. They're paranoid too, right? And they're stressed and like, oh, is this a setup? Is this chick actually going to be what she says she is in the ad or what she I've been told about? Um, and so you learn to read. A lot of it's text. If they call, <laughs> if they call, you have to like literally answer the phone. Hello? hello, like, are you there? And then finally, like, okay, it is a chick there. Like, okay, I can actually talk. Then they whisper everything and you can't hear a fucking thing. And it's like, how about you just text me, buddy? And they do. And then go from there. So it's a lot of, like, back and forth sometimes. Um, but the ones, the ones that come through are, like, it's super quick. You know, there's no conversation over the phone um, or text message. Uh, where are you located? <laughs> That's so funny. You know, oh, what are your services, rates and restrictions? That's like, oh, you didn't read the ad? Like, do you not read? Can you, like, I don't understand. <laughs> but you're asking this again, right? So you have to go through that again. And then, yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty straightforward. You know if one is just screwing with you to screw with you because you get so many up out of that. Probably, you know, four out of ten are actually serious. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So you say that you, uh, you work out of Alberta and when you go there, you go there typically for four days. Is that correct? Yes. That's okay. correct. Yeah. So do you try and, I guess, pre-schedule people for those four days or do you go, um, at, like with those four days and then try and book people while you're there? I'll go through like my contacts of my regular clients before I go probably like a week before, but I always actually go same time of month. Always go right at payday. You know, they're going to, mm-hmm. they got money to spend. Don't go when payday's over. Jeez. Right. You're losing out on the money. Um, so yeah, like a week before they know that I'm going to be coming, send out, you know, text messages, family down. Some of them pre book. Um, which is wonderful. Try to get those ones out of the way first when I'm there. And then after that, it's, you know, kind of just keeping the ads up and in contact with certain people and just let it, by the last two days, it's kind of just they're flooding through just on their own. So can you walk us through like, okay, so that you open the door to them. Like, how does that go? How does that interaction? I think a lot of people that aren't full service sex workers, me and Riley included, were like, how does it work? Like face to face the person are you like, hey, drop your pants, let's do this. Like, you know. <laughs> people want to know like that nitty-gritty, right? Like, how does the actual interaction happen? Oh, but it's so nerve-wracking sometimes. Well, all the time when you're meeting up with someone, you have no idea what to expect, right? You can they can say some really smooth lines over the phone. And you're like, oh, yeah, this person's going to be, like, good time to hang out with. And you get down to the door, you know, and you're waiting. And you're like, where is this motherfucker? And they walk up, and you're like, oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> All right. Don't make a face, Kate. Just grin and bear it. Let's do this. Money's money, baby. And, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really nice when you get an attractive one. I just had one the other weekend. Fuck. You know, and, and uh, but you do get that that excitement right that little bit of butterflies when you're going down there waiting and stuff and I like to make a good time out of anything so um it's just it's fun meeting people you never know what you're going to get with them you you know you go downstairs and 
they're sitting there waiting and they're there and it's like it's kind of awkward at first obviously and they're paranoid and and so you try to make it like oh we're buddies we've known each other forever like oh hey dave how's it been right come on let's go hang out go up to the elevator and some of them man they just talk so loud you're like you need to be like quiet it down why are you screaming at me when we're inside you um get up to the room and I am I'm a chat to Kathy with them because it's like I don't I don't really do the awkward stuff like this is why you're here this is a transaction um so yeah to the room and it's like oh how long you staying for oh this time that time um gave me right away right that's what we're doing and then yeah the time is yours right some guys (laughs) some guys literally just come to talk which is hey fair some of them are so awkward. That's all I think that they can do. Um, and then some of them, they just want to hang out, maybe get just a massage, you know? Um, yeah. Some of them, it's like super quick. They come in, they already have their pants down. You don't have to say anything. It's like, okay, let's, let's go over here. And like, fuck, it's so funny. Some of them that are so concerned about the time or watching the clock and stuff. They're done in 12 minutes. You know, they're out. It's like, why were you concerned about spending this much money if you're not even going to spend that much time here? Like, just, yeah, it's perfect. I like it. Fuck. Don't have to work too long with them. Great. So do you you go by, I guess, hour or service? Mm-hmm. Or like, a mixture of both? Like the guy that comes in and ends up just talking, does he end up paying the same as the guy who got sex or got the massage? And is it kind of like, and do you have like a cap? on I guess the the services like because I yeah. guess I'm, I'm assuming it's not like a, a free-for-all for an hour well when I did my interview with the other uh, full service sex worker a couple a few weeks back she said that there's a phrase on some sites called um msg msg multiple shots on goal which means that they can like have, <laughs> <laughs> that they can have as much sex with you as they want for whatever amount of hours they paid so I, that's kind of what you're getting at. Right? Yeah, like yeah. how many times can they get her done in well, the like, hour? Yeah, like what, I guess what is your business model? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a word in. Um, yeah, multiple shots on goal. Definitely. There's a lot of abbreviations. And it took a long time to figure them out. Sometimes I'm sitting there Googling. And I'm like, what the fuck does he mean by this? Like DFK, I'm like, DFK, I, I started to think about donkeys, and I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> French kissing. No, motherfucker, that's not going to happen. But most of the time, you just say yes to all that shit just to get them in the door, and then all of it goes out the door. They're just excited to be there, and it's over with before they know, right? And they don't get the chance to ask about any of that stuff. Um, it's those kind of specifics, yeah, I definitely determine um, when the client's there, right? If you're more attracted to the person, obviously, it's going to happen in work, any work situation, right? You're going to be attracted to someone or not or click with someone or not. Um, so, yeah, like half hour, no, there's no time. There's no multiple shots happening, like one and done. Um, an hour, yeah, again, depends who you are. Um, absolutely nothing there. You know, everyone asks for a BBBJ, whatever in the hell, and yeah, sure, mm-hmm, and then get there, and you just pull the condom out, and no, like, there's no question about it, right? 
Um, majority guys, I got to say, they get it. They're respectful. They're, I've only had to put up with one, yeah, maybe two, maybe two guys in all that were, they just kind of didn't get it, you know, the protocol and how it went down and everything. So. Right. Not bad odds. Yeah. <laughs> so so it is like a, it's a time, it's more time-based, the money, rather than the act-based? Or it's kind of a person-to-person you decide? Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely time. Like either half-hour slots, hour slots, um, multiple hours, uh, 15 minutes if I'm feeling friendly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying before when – you're walking downstairs, you're anticipating, you know, what's he going to be like? You know, he sounded like this on the phone. Um, is there in quotes, what a, like a typical client looks like? Yes. And then you always attract a certain kind of clientele as well. Right. Um, I get actually get a lot of, um, Middle Eastern men, um, being a little white girl, I suppose. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> um, and then a lot of like, yeah, 30 to, 50-year-old white guys. That's pretty pretty normal for me. Do you, I will add in there as well. I like to charge a little more money on my own to get hopefully a little higher-end client too, right? You know, you get lowballed a lot by guys and they'll be like, think it's a car dealership or something. And they're like, oh, we don't negotiate on this. My price is my price. Like, if you want to spend $120, then go and spend $120, right? You get what you, you, get what you pay for. 100%. So do you ever get uh, female clients or couples? Never got a female client. Lots of uh, interest for couples, but they never, they never follow through. I find a lot of times the couples, they're just fishing to, like, spice up the bedroom with thoughts or whatever right um and ooh, we almost did or it could happen uh yeah I and I wonder it's got to be both sides 50 50 who backs out on it honestly I do find women are more forward and will approach those kind of situations more than men do right yeah um so you spoke on before about um you get your clients from Leo's list and, and online or word of mouth. Um, how do you, how do you vet those clients? Because obviously vetting is a huge way to protect yourself and stay safe. So how can, um, how can someone vet someone through, through a site or through a phone call? Um, I've never like there's calf, which I'm, I don't think I'm a part of. I think there's reviews about me on there. Um, reviews are, they're kind of silly though. Cause what's, one person's cup of tea isn't another, right? Um, so it's I've never vetted anyone through online. How how can you? Um, but over text, you have to have a good read on people. Honestly, it that's what makes or breaks how how you deal, um, you know, and who we have to deal with. So yeah, it's just um, being able to read how people speak over the phone uh and how they text like guys that throw out numbers right away they got no money they're not coming like they just you know oh i got three thousand dollars for you baby come spend the night no you don't probably don't even have three (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars 
your broke ass away from me. <laughs> Lose my number. Um, so you just mentioned that you don't do anything um, bareback. Do you keep any other safety measures for like STIs and stuff like that? Oh, hell yeah. Regular screening every six weeks, getting blood work done and checks and everything like that. Like I said, I'm doing bare, um, no kissing, none of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, always getting checks done. You have to. It's mm-hmm. your health mm-hmm. and safety. Definitely. And that's something we've talked about a lot in the podcast is getting a standing order so you can go in every four weeks and get tested. Um, I am not full service. Um, I'm you know stripper. But I still get tested religiously because I just like the peace of mind of knowing that I'm always, you know, um, at like the top of my health game. So with regards to, um, you know, using a condom and you said that um, sometimes you'll say yes to everything to get them in the door. And then once it gets there, you should say, you know, actually, these are my requirements, X, Y, and Z. Um, that kind of is a nod to that you do have autonomy with um, with your work. So that's a question a lot of people say is, you know, as a sex worker, specifically full service sex worker, how much autonomy or rights do they have over the actual acts or what they're doing? So do you mind just touching on that um, with regards to how much autonomy you have? Can you turn down a client if you want to? Um, Can you say no to certain sexual acts if you want to? Oh, heck yeah. It's absolutely your right to, uh, not let anything progress if you don't want to. You know, if you get the person in the room or even if you meet them down at the door, you have absolutely every right to turn around and not let them in the building or, you know. Now, whether you take their money and do that is a different story. Um, I've only had to kick out one guy in all of it. You know, he was high as a fucking kite and the vibe just wasn't right. He was also a big dude. Like, I'm only five feet and he was, I swear to God, seven feet tall. I didn't take his money, and I just said, man, we're not vibing right. I think you should go. And he did, literally. I'm, I'm lucky that it went that way, right? Um, but it wasn't going to cause us fuss about it, and I'm not taking your money. Like, it's just not going to work, right? No one's going to have a good time then. Like, honestly, how, how could you? Um, yeah, I turned down services. Some of them are silly, you know? They'll be like, oh, why not, baby? And you're like, because I said so. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I just go so monotone and, like, serious, like, we're not mm-hmm. screwing around. Um, so yeah, definitely can, uh, especially when you're independent, like I, especially when you're anybody, you can do what you want. It's your body. It's your time. It's your, um, it's your life, man. It's yeah. Do as you please. If you, if you want to throw out some of your own rules for people, go for it. I, you know, I don't know how, how that works for some but I've heard of it happening and yeah it's uh it's, it's a slippery slope to play doing that kind of stuff uh there's a reason why you put your own rules into effect and you got to follow them um I was just gonna ask if once you're in I guess the room with a guy and uh they want a service that you're not comfortable providing or is not on your uh, quote-unquote menu or something how do you navigate um telling them no without putting like without uh I guess fear or repercussion of like a angry or violent aggression um, response from them um you can't put the fear into them either you know you can't do it in a threatening manner um you're not going to get a good reaction right whether you kind of use a 
a forceful tone with someone, no matter the topic, literally just laugh it off. Like, no, not doing that. I already said so, you know? Yeah, sometimes you have to get a little more stern, but they get a good idea if they can fuck with you or not. You really have to stand your ground. And I've never been one to be, I've never been screwed over um, because I won't allow it to happen. So, and you know, there are certain people where you're like, just so you know, like people know I'm here. People know what's going on. Like you can't, you're not going to get away with anything, right? Whether I have someone with me or not, you know, you just need to be, confident but you can't be doing this shit if you can't handle yourself Mm -hmm. going back to the actual like acts of it does your pleasure come into it like do you consider like the positions you want to do or the sexual acts you want to do or your oral like you getting oral or like does that kind of play a, a role in this does it have a place in the job or is it more so like you're a service provider you're providing them pleasure your pleasure takes a back seat Oh, heck no. My pleasure comes first. (laughs) Um, Like, and you know what? Majority of my clients, they like, they love daddy, right? Dining out at the office or whatever the frick they call it. Right. So they, they love to eat pussy. Perfect. I love it. I could lay there for a couple hours and this motherfucker's going to pay me just for that. That's it. Beautiful. I do have a client like that. It's awesome. Sitting there on the phone, always doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I will definitely be like, oh, I don't like this. Let's change this up, right? Like, you should be having fun. Even though it's work, you should still enjoy it, no matter your work. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> pleasure wise, no. Like, you're not getting, like, you're not getting a great orgasm if you even are orgasming with these guys, you're not like, not for me. It takes a special, it's my regulars that I do obviously. Cause you've built that little bit of a relationship there. Right. Um, and they spend time with you too. Uh, more time than a regular guy. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely important. It's not just work. It's, I don't, you can't, I don't know if you, if I could mentally not think about myself in that situation. You know, how could you not? Then no, it just isn't satisfying for anyone, I find. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned before that um, you have a family and a husband. Uh, so what? how does the sex between a client and your husband feel different? If, 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 with a client, is it more performative or? There's a huge difference between it. You know, me and my husband love each other. We've been together forever. Um, and there is, it's, it's probably more performative with him at times, of course, at times it's like, Oh, let's just get this done. But that's a nice thing is you can be yourself and be real with your partner. Um, but you can also like screw around and just laugh during it with, like, with clients. You're not doing that. You know, it's, it's you got to put your game face on I'm like, Oh yeah, that feels great. Oh yeah. What are you doing, dude? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely a difference between it. Um, when I've had a couple who are good, um, good clients now, you know, regulars, there's a little bit of that passion there, but it's never going to be the same as it is with my husband. It just, how can it be? We have two kids together, like just a life together. And, uh, yeah, nothing will ever beat that. So we, we speak about this, um, often (laughs) on the podcast with a lot of different guests and between ourselves as well, that, 
dating as a stripper is hard, you know, and there's no services involved in that. And dating as a PR girl is hard and there's no services for us involved in that. Um, so you actually being married and a full service sex worker, um, how has it been, how is it being married while being a full service provider? And, um, were you married before you entered into sex work or were you in sex work and then were you were married? So we got together when I was pretty young. Um, I was 17 and he was 21. Um, so we've been together damn near 13 years. So I got into sex work after being together. Um, and it was, he, it was a struggle for sure. Like on both parts, right? not knowing how to, um, navigate a like a relationship. And then, and I can't imagine what he had to go through, honestly. Um, you know, it's funny you talk about guys and like, Oh, I'd love to have a threesome or, or Oh, I'm so jealous that you're having threesomes and stuff. And, and we'll talk to them. Cause we do, we have a really good sex life. Um, we, we see other couples, you know, we see solo people as well you know friends and stuff like that and just like to have a good time he'll go and do his own thing as well um so we have friends that ask us like oh well, like do you think we could do that and it's like yeah well your wife gonna join us and they're like oh oh um definitely not I didn't think about that you know and so he had to overcome that kind of stuff with me just being on my own and doing this. Um, he's super supportive. It gets to him and it gets to me, right? It gets, it's draining. It's so mentally draining. Um, and your safety is always a concern and just, it's like high anxiety all the time when I'm gone. Um, but he knows everything, you know, that happens, um, you know, when I have someone coming and stuff so he can make sure that I answer the phone and, um, you know, when he calls or so to make sure that I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I would never want him around that stuff or hurt, by. It. there's no point to be, I say this, there's no point to be hurt by it. Um, because there is no emotional development with relationships in that. Um, yeah, you meet a good friend and you have good conversations. That's it. You know, I, you, you can't let yourself get there or else you're definitely going to be a head case. And, you know, falling for every client that comes through the door. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but communication is huge. We just talk about everything you have to. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it comes in waves, you know, all the emotions with it, you know, one day you'll be fine with it and next day you're not. And you just have to learn how to read each other. I'm very, I'm not a cuddly kind of person. I don't know. I like to snuggle and stuff. And he does. And sometimes you have to give in to that. And sometimes you have to give in to, you know, wanting to be touched at all. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we've heard a lot of people questioning too is like how, and that's even just for strippers. People ask, you know, how do you not get emotionally involved when you are a regular that comes to the strip club all the time and goes for dances and buys you a gift and buys you drinks and talks to you all the time. So naturally, I think people have an even harder time to wrap their head around how is it possible to be a full-service sex worker and providing intimacy with someone and, and sharing that with someone, and then also if, what if they're attractive and what if you have great chemistry and what if you guys get on really well. Um, so how do you, how do you manage, manage that to kind of 
not fall into love with a client? Because that's what a lot of people ask too is, do do prostitutes fall in love with clients ever? You know, is pretty woman a real thing? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, you can definitely be in lust with someone, for sure, but not love. You have to have, like I said, a good head on your shoulders. You have to be able to separate it. It's business. Business is business. Even friends hiring friends to, like, do renovations on their house can't even separate business and friendship. Um yeah, it really takes a lot of mental strength. Not saying it hasn't happened to me before, you know, but um, not love, obviously, but just this, oh, I wish we could, you know, see each, see each other, you know, on different circumstances. But it's always been business first. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about... Yeah, I could see how easily it would happen, though, obviously. Mm-hmm. And how about the other way around with, the client falling in love with you, and that's something we talked about on an earlier episode too, was that um, clients will start to develop feelings. And, you know, we try to say this a lot, you know, the money ne- doesn't negate the emotion. You know, just because you're paying me for a lunch date doesn't mean I don't enjoy your company when I'm there. And sometimes they come back with saying, you know, if you enjoy my company so much and you like me and I like you, why do I still have to pay for it? So have you ever had a client try to do that where it's like, well, you're having orgasms, so why should I pay you too? And, you know, how do you navigate that? Yeah, it's definitely happened a couple times. Um, you know, one, he became a bit of a stalker. Um, but you, I think a lot of people feed into that kind of, um, that longing for, the attention from it, I, I get irritated really quickly by people. I, I love to get to know people, but so many people have nothing to say. They talk a lot, but they're not saying anything. So it just becomes a bore. And I guess who I am, I've always loved attention, but once I'm, you know, it's not just not fun anymore. Um, but yeah, that definitely happens. It's just standing your ground, you know, and, you can't give into it. This You have to remember why you're doing what you're doing. Whatever it is. Maybe it is to find somebody. Maybe it's to make a shit ton of money. Maybe it's, you know, um, whatever the reasoning, you have to just stand behind it. Mine is to make money. It's not to make friends. If I make a friend out of it, cool. If not, majority of them realize, like, after the, you know, fifth time or so they're like oh this isn't gonna happen she's not gonna be my girlfriend right so they either you never hear from them again or you literally are just able to stay friends and that's it and they still come and support you people that truly care for you will always support you so the guys you know that come in and say oh why do i have to pay still they don't they don't give a shit about you actually they're just trying to toot their own horn right thinking oh look at what i snagged and it's like yeah but you had to pay for it buddy like you're not you're just not a charming person anyways so that's why and and you're going to continue to pay for it because you don't realize this uh yeah Mm -hmm. definitely so one of the things in my past relationships I've experienced and had to deal with with a lot of shitty ex ex partners is um things like you know in quotes um I don't want the mother of my children to be a stripper Or, uh, you know, another quote, um, are you going to keep doing this when you have kids? You know, like that's something as if motherhood and sex work 
could never, ever exist in the same person. Um, but you yourself, you have children. So how has, how has that world been for you being a sex worker and a mother? Those two worlds have nothing to do with each other, period. It's not my kid's choice, you know, um, who their mother is or what she does. Just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I'm also not my individual person. Just like if you've been married for so long, doesn't mean you're just a wife. You're still who you are. And that's why I think so many relationships fail and so many people get miserable and just start being jaded because they forget who they are. You need to do things to make yourself happy, right? This makes me happy. I thoroughly enjoy it. I make sure I'm looked after, you know? Yeah, I'm always, you know, getting the things done that I like done. And that makes me feel good. So, therefore, I want to do good for others. And you you have to have that because day-to-day life with kids is freaking crazy. They're just, they're so mean. They bully you and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, they walk all over you. So you have to, uh, you have to do things for yourself or else you forget why you even, why are you even raising children? You know, why do you have kids in the first place? Because you want to raise good little human beings, right? That you can be friends with when they're older and hang out with. And yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that, um, your kids are young. So if, or when you're going to have the conversation about your job, have you kind of envisioned how that would go? Are you just going to keep it vague? Uh, are you going to tell them, I guess, or yeah. How do you envision kind of that conversation to pan out? Um, I've never thought about really what to say to my kids. They're so young right now. It's uh, none of their business, right? They don't know to answer or ask those questions yet. Um, when the time comes, God, it's probably, I'm not going to indulge the information. It's none of their, none of their business, really. Um, just because I think, at, a, at well, especially at a young, even, God, some people that are 60, they don't even understand um, that it's my choice and it's what I would like to do and what I want to do. Um, so when they have the wherewithal to understand that it's okay and you can do what you would like to do in this world, if they want to know, I'll tell them. If not, then I won't. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of your take on everyone else in your life? Like, do do other people in your world know what you do for work? Like, does your husband's family know what you do for work? I know that was an issue in a past relationship. He didn't want his parents knowing that I was a stripper. Um, or how do you navigate that as well? Yeah, I don't tell anyone. Everyone knows I do, like, online stuff. Um, but the in-person stuff, unfortunately, is a lot more taboo. Um, so no, it's no one's business, you know? And again, I don't want my family members, you know, who I live with to be looked at in a different light because it's not their choice, right? It's, um, it's fully my own. Yeah, we completely agree. That's something I've touched on before too with an ex-partner of mine. I told him, you know, unfortunately, because I am very open about being a stripper, um, when you say that I'm your girlfriend, the stigma that comes with me, unfortunately, bleeds onto you because that's how people are. And people fucking suck at the end of the day and they're super close-minded. And the shit that I'm going to have to deal with, you won't have to deal with it to the degree that I'll deal with it, but you'll still have to deal with some of that, um, which I think is... Uh, something to acknowledge when someone's entering into any sort of relationship with you, unfortunately. 
And, um, I appreciate you saying that about your children that, you know, it wasn't their choice and that's why you're protecting them from the bullshit you have to deal with because they didn't, they didn't choose that for themselves. I think that's, that's very admirable, admirable of you, um, to look at it like that. Um, speaking of stigmas of sex work, um, in your experience, what are some stigmas that you think exist regarding full service sex work that are, that are wrong and need to be readjusted? That uh, full service sex workers are just crazy, you know, that they're constantly high on something or they're, they don't, they're head cases, you know, they're not doing it on their own. Um, that's, that's not, you know, yeah, you come across that unfortunately and it's sad. Um, but out of the majority of the girls that I do that do full service, they do it on their own, man. They're fully independent. They got good head on their shoulders. It's a business that's how you keep a good head on your shoulders. Remember why you're doing it. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the stigmas are, they're scary. That's for sure. And it's unfortunate because then you get some crazy clients that come in. Right. And, and, uh, they just have this expectation, but it's good. You have to have, you have to educate them then. Right. Like, stick to your guns and follow your own rules. And this is why, you know, we do what we do. And that's why, you know, last time you got it or, you know, that you went and saw a girl, you had this kind of issue happen to you or crazy scene happened. You know, you have to, yeah, follow, you have to follow, everyone has to follow the rules, you know, no matter, you know, yeah, if they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, even as a stripper, Working in sex work uh, can be really uh, mentally and emotionally draining and even sexually draining. Uh, how do you protect those elements of yourself uh, for your personal life? Um, being able to have my husband talk to you about everything, right? That really helps. You have to talk about what you go through, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, and making sure you take the time for yourself. You know, when I'm when I come home, I'm good when I'm there, you know, and working, but like the first couple of days that I'm home, I'm drained. I don't want to do anything, you know, like I do the bare minimum, do what I got to do for the kids and stuff. But like if I have downtime, that is what I'm doing. Nothing. I am just chilling, you know, or I'm having a bath tonight. If I want to eat, you know, Chinese food tonight, I'm going to eat it. Oh, I had it last night, whatever. You know, like you have to just take the time and recoup whatever it is. I'm a major gym rat. So I go to the gym every single day I have to I have to have that mental um escape I guess right and you just but then you feel good like you get yeah you just have to do these things for yourself even if you don't feel like doing it at the time force yourself to get up and do what you need to definitely definitely so before we let you go, we have three questions that are kind of rapid fire questions that um, I ask all the interviewees. <laughs> that was hard. That's a hard word. Interviewees. <laughs> so the first one is, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet, but you want to try? Okay. Hmm. I have to think about this one. Um, there's this whole, like, the like a electric shock little tool that mm-hmm. I would love to use during sex. Never used it. I'm not huge on poison stuff. Um, good vibrator, of course. I actually just got that new little V vibe uh, mm. that we had <laughs> Certain angles, it's good. Majority of the time, you're like, oh, my, this is just getting numb. Um, <laughs> but 
But yeah, the electric uh, shock doll. I'd love to try that. I've a lot of things, you know. I've a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the next question should be easier since you've done a lot of things. What is one thing you've tried sexually that you won't be doing again? Super simple. I ain't eating ass. Don't not doing it. I don't like it. <laughs> you want to eat my ass? You go for it, but I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so like, um, I feel like such like a millennial or like generation, whatever they are right now, that like eating ass is like the biggest thing. And like everyone like talks about it. I don't know. What's your take on ass eating, Riley? Uh, it's not my, not my cup of tea. It's not your favorite salad. It's hey. not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, look, it's never really come up between me and my partner. I... If he really wanted uh, to give it a go, I would probably check it out. But it's never been something that I've had, like, an inkling to uh, dabble in. Dabble. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. Like, it's, like, meh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, like, I could take it. Yeah, I'll leave it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last one. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I'd probably say, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, there's so many things that need to be talked about, man. I don't know. We need to we need to all give our heads a shake, I think. That's what we need to do. Give our heads a shake. It's like my favorite saying lately. I was saying, give your head a shake. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Jane. Where can people find you? Um, well, right now they can email me if they would like to get a hold of me. And thank you for having me your show guys that was a lot of fun uh, my email is the ripest script at outlook.com so t-h-e-r-i-g-h-t-e-o-u-s-s-t-r-i-p at outlook.com <laughs> <laughs> and a little jingle exactly to help you remember it <laughs> awesome where can people find you riley uh, you can find me at fan city riley on instagram awesome and as always you guys can find me on instagram at five zero plus a tip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And yeah, make sure to send in any questions, comments. As always, we love getting them. If you have anyone else you think we should interview, give us a heads up and we'll try to connect with them. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Jane. It's something a lot of people want to talk about is motherhood and being a wife while in the industry. And we really appreciate you being so open and honest about your experiences with all of that. Well, thank you for having me and letting me share. Um, and like I said, if anyone has any questions, feel free, email me. Um, I like to, yeah, I'd like to definitely help out those, those moms and those wives that are looking for an outlook. Have a wonderful week and happy home, everyone. Bye. Bye.